from the head of the Disinformation Governance Board telling us that the left is more censored by big tech than the right is, to Bill Gates coming out and admitting everything we already knew, the gaslighting in this country has reached record levels of insanity. Oh, and by the way, no baby formula Biden was also trending today as our gas prices reached another record high. Blame Russia, blame Trump. Just remember, it's not Biden or this administration's fault. And if you say that it is, you are fake news. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our weekly show. I guess this show is weekly now. Before we get into all of the news, please remember that if you do like the show, please share it with a friend, like, subscribe if you're on YouTube or Rumble or on Odyssey as well. And if you do like the show on podcast, please go leave a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. It helps us to grow in the charts, grow in the show, helps other people to find the show. So uh, please do leave a five-star review if you like the show and share it with a friend. All right, guys, let's go ahead and jump straight into this news because a lot has happened. Now, I want to start out the show with this video of Joe Biden because, again, we have reached historic levels of gaslighting in this country. Now, if you look up the definition of gaslighting, it means to psychologically manipulate someone into thinking that they are crazy, right? So, for example, the DHS appointed uh, Nina Jankowicz, 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 I can never say her last name correctly, to head the Disinformation Governance Board, the same woman who is boldface telling us that it's not really conservatives that are censored on big tech platforms, it's actually liberals, the left, and minorities, which maybe there is a little morsel of truth to that because I myself, a minority, have been censored on Twitter twice now. Not the video we're starting off with, though. But this video is still going to highlight very well the gaslighting that we're all currently going through. Now, Joe Biden came out and said this last week on Wednesday. However, your girl was traveling. I went out to California and did some work with PragerU. So a lot of content to come for that. Stay tuned. I will link it here at my YouTube or my various other social media platforms. But while I was traveling... Many people were upset because it was leaked that Roe v. Wade was potentially going to be overturned. We did an episode about that before I left. And of course, Joe Biden had to respond. Now, this is what he had to say. And I want you to pay attention to the quote in which he equates the MAGA crowd in being the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. That's the quote. Listen to it for yourself. Well, that got struck down. Griswold was thought to be a bad decision by Bork, and my guess is the guy's on the Supreme Court now. What happens if you have a state changes the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history. Are you kidding me right now? Okay, can we all just remember the fact that liberals and the left have called every single person that has disagreed with them a Nazi and or a white supremacist or KKK member for the past four years. And now all of a sudden we are equating the MAGA crowd to the most extreme organization that has ever been created in the history of America. So one of the important points that I want us to realize is that Joe Biden is saying this because 
again, anybody who is pro-America, anybody who is pro-Trump, our entire government is trying to restructure as a domestic terrorist. We see we have seen this time and time again, and this is not going to go away. So when I play these types of clips for you guys and you say, oh, this is an old clip, why is it relevant? It's relevant because we need to be very aware of what this, this government is doing with the manipulation of our language, the manipulation of nationalism, of caring about America, about caring about the American flag. And keep in mind, too, that Joe Biden says the MAGA crowd is the most extreme organization. When Jen Psaki came out and said this today during her press conferences regarding people protesting in front of uh, Justice Kavanaugh's house, Justice Alito. Now, the SCOTUS justices, after it was leaked that they were set to overturn Roe v. Wade, of course, have faced immense backlash with pro-abortion terrorists, as I like to call them, going to their houses. Okay, these people are going to their houses and terrorizing them. Uh, Alito actually had to completely leave his home because the threats were so grave. This is how the Biden administration responded to that. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. Okay, yeah, I just want to reiterate because that was a very short clip. Jen Psaki just said that they support people protesting outside of a judge's personal and private home. When has this ever been okay? Never. It really has never been okay. That's usually where we draw the line is going to people's private property and their home. And for some reason, uh, people are trying to, you know what, we'll get into this in a moment because I have a lot of news on the actual protest in front of the justices' homes. But before we get into that, I was in California all last week and there were quite a few things that I discovered while I was over there. I talked to many Californians, residents, my own family members, and they were telling me that gas prices, because they have been so high, uh, people siphoning gas is a crime that's gone underreported. Now, I read this headline. This is actually from Washington, and it says, gas thefts rising as cost of gas soars. Now, this article goes a little bit into the siphoning of gas, but apparently this is a very big issue in Long Beach, in Los Angeles. Nobody is reporting on it, and it's not even the siphoning of gas, right, where someone takes a rubber hose and kind of like tries to suck all the gas out of your tank. These criminals are actually going underneath people's cars and drilling a hole in people's gas tank, which could cause upwards of $1,000 in damage to get fixed. That's what's currently going on in California. And the reason why I'm kind of speeding through this right now is because uh, before we get into some of the older news, I do want to bring up just where we're at as a country because the levels of gaslighting that we are experiencing are off the chain, insane, crazy, the entire administration telling us that everything's fine in America, that inflation is a good thing, that supply chain issues and rising gas prices are the fault of Russia, that our country's actually doing really great. So I did kind of want to speed through some of these headlines before we get into the abortion insanity, because there's multiple things for us to talk about today. Um, but again, gas prices prices have hit a new record high gas siphoning and more theft because on top of people's gas being stolen, people's car engines and car parts are being stolen in various parts of California. That's also actually happening here in Dallas and Texas all over as well. So people 
resorting to unsavory methods to try to save a buck and make a living in Joe Biden's America. On top of the gas prices soaring, um, we also have this headline from Bloomberg that reads, prices are going up so fast. This restaurant is using stickers on their menu. So just another example of how absolutely insane things are getting. But if you see the food shortages with your own two eyes, if you see that no baby formula Biden is trending on Twitter, and you go to your local grocery store like I did today. I went to eight different stores in two separate cities here in Texas to go see if the baby formula shortage, which we're going to be talking about here in a moment, was really as bad as the media was making it out to be. Spoiler alert, it is. If you see all that happening with your own two eyes, well, lucky for you, the Disinformation Governance Board is here to save you and make sure that you know what is true. What is true is not what you're seeing with your own two eyes, what you're hearing with your own two ears, or what you're seeing in the grocery stores, or, you know, if you're feeling the pain and the pinch in your wallet, none of that is true. What's true is what comes from this government. Just like this phrase and saying from uh, Nina Jankowitz on big tech censorship on and who is really affected by it. Let's listen. There's already this idea, this allegation <clears throat> that there is anti-conservative bias on the platforms, even though there has been study after study proving, in fact, that often it's liberal voices that are being silenced, particularly minority voices um, on social media. So I think we're going to see more allegations of that. I just don't have any words. For my podcast listeners, I came back on screen and I was just sitting here for a minute, just not speaking, because I don't even know how to respond to that. It's hilarious to me. And that's who is supposed to head our disinformation governance board. We love to see it. Now, if it really was minorities and the left wing that were really censored and oppressed and silenced by big tech platforms like Twitter, then we wouldn't be reading tweets like this one. Okay, this came out today. Justin, Elon Musk says he would reverse Trump's suspension from Twitter, adds that the ban was morally wrong and flat out stupid. Now he's come out and talked about how he and Jack Dorsey agree that permanent bans are ridiculous and that they shouldn't be happening. But they do. I've been permanently banned. Donald Trump was permanently banned when he was the sitting president of the United States. Alex Jones, James O'Keefe, the Gateway Pundit. I could go on and on the list of people who have been banned, permanently banned, mind you. But we have this woman who was elected by our own DHS department, or yeah, Department of Homeland Security, telling us that that is actually, in fact, not happening. Another notable censorship, not Dinesh D'Souza, but the Twitter account for his movie 2000 Mules was recently censored. Now he came out with this documentary highlighting election fraud and exposing all of the evidence behind it. And it recently came out. I watched it. I would highly encourage you all to watch it. It was a very good film. Um, per the Washington Examiner, as of yesterday, 2000 Mules election documentary grosses more than $1 million in 12 hours. Another example of why people on the right do have to be censored, because we are very successful in multiple aspects of our lives, whether it's coming out with a documentary or, you know, maybe reporting the truth on what's going on. In America, in the modern day, we're very successful at it, which is why the left dedicates their entire life to 
focusing in on our careers and trying to get us deleted. I saw this video as well, and it says Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona, and Texas. Hashtag 2000 Mules. This is essentially what the video and the documentary was about. Unfortunately, I can't talk about it on YouTube without being completely silenced. So I would encourage you to go and watch it for yourself because the evidence, of course, was damning. But we have to po pose the very important question. Is anybody going to do anything with this evidence? Because we've had evidence on multiple crimes about multiple big things. Keep in mind, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell, where's the list of clients that she served? How come nobody in Congress is wondering about that? That was an entire child sex trafficking operation. Nobody cares about it. Everyone forgot about it because Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are having a trial and that's super important. <sighs> the amount of things that we have had solid evidence for in this country that we've never seen justice on, that we've never seen our own Republicans actually try to push forward on and achieve justice towards is horrible to me. The 2020 election being one of those things. So go watch 2000 Mules and you'll understand why the Washington Post is already coming out with headlines like this one. Coronavirus wave this fall could infect 100 million administration warrants. Now, guys, what's happening this fall? Maybe a certain election, the midterms, right? But if... 100 million people are infected by COVID-19, we might just have to vote via mail-in ballots. The same mail-in ballots that PolitiFact actually fact-checked Dinesh D'Souza and 2,000 mules on and said, we're perfectly safe, 2020 the safest and most secure election in our entire history. Go watch that documentary. Let me know what you think in the comments down below after you're done watching it. So... Had to bring that up very quickly because it's just another segue and another way I can highlight the immense gaslighting that we're all living through in this country. We are being gaslit from so many angles that I can't even keep up at this point. I'm trying, you're trying, my mom's trying, people's grandmas are trying, but it's hard. It's hard to keep up with because we're being psychologically manipulated, whether that's through our language, our news, our government take your pick. It's a battle every single day. Abortion is another topic we're currently being gaslit on. So many fact checkers saying, here are the seven myths about abortion that conservatives and pro-lifers get wrong. Number one, abortion isn't safe. Abortion is the safest procedure that you could ever undergo. Abortion is healthcare. That's what fact checkers say, okay? Uh, the reality of that is that abortion can lead to infertility. It can lead to damage in your body. It can lead to suicidal thoughts, depression. Nobody talks about that, though. I saw this tweet that perfectly encapsulates how I feel about being a part of this generation. It comes from Meg Ann, who says, I'm so embarrassed to be a part of the generation that laughs when a baby is ripped limb from limb in the womb, yet cries when someone calls them the wrong pronoun. I couldn't have said it better myself because this perfectly encapsulates our entire generation. And I was going to build on this point and show you guys this tweet. Unfortunately, the girl took her profile private, so I'll have to read you guys the tweet from my own screen over here. It says, only have sex with people you would want to have a baby with is great advice that I don't think many young adults are told. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this point up is because a bunch of conservatives are reposting this as some amazing own to the left. Yeah, guys, only have sex with people that you want to have a baby with. 
my beef with this phrase is why is that word people plural? Why are we encouraging others to have sexual relations with multiple people? What that phrase should have said is only have sex with the person that you want to have a family with, okay? That you want to grow old with, that you want to spend your life with. That's what we need to be instilling in people, especially young men and young women, not Look at sex as a way to, you know, pick your per your people who you have sex with very carefully. No, you choose one person, you get married to that person, and then you get married, and then you have sex, you have a family, all that good stuff. So all these conservatives reposting this as some amazing own. No, it's not an amazing own to tell people to have sex with multiple people who they would potentially want to have a baby with. That's the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. Probably why this girl took her profile private. Anyway, going back to the uh, actual pro-abortion people in society that are crazy because I'm not going to focus in on just that phrase, but I did have to bring it up. Apparently for Mother's Day, the pro-abortion terrorists that, you know, just live on our streets now decided that Mother's Day was going to be the opportune time to invade a church service this past Sunday. I want you to watch this this footage. This is from the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Angels in Los Angeles. Left-wing protesters tried to shut down a Mother's Day service for abortion rights. Let's let's just watch this nonsense. Hey, you get off the you are not we are not attacking anybody. Respect us. Respect us. Okay, so this video goes on for another minute, and basically the attendees of the church and the security in the church were like, we are not putting up with this nonsense, and kick these little psychopaths out of church, which is exactly what should have been done for pro-abortion activists to go to a church on Mother's Day, the very holiday that they crap on by murdering their own children is disgusting. And I'm glad that they were kicked out of this service and shame on any leftist who goes to a church and tries to shut down a service in the name of killing babies. What is wrong with y'all? That's demonic activity. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but what are we doing in this country? Now, uh, Rachel Boverd makes this really great point on Twitter. She's a columnist at the Federalist. She says, parents did far less than this at school board meetings, literally just getting up to speak in public meetings, and the DOJ tried to investigate them as domestic terrorists. And the video that she is referring to is protesters outside of Justice Kavanaugh's house after the news broke that SCOTUS was going to potentially overturn Roe v. Wade. This was the scene. I'm just going to go ahead and let you listen. We will not go back. I see you, buddy. We will not go back. 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 
So on top of that, we also had a town hall reporting that Justice Alito had to be moved to an undisclosed location with his family because of these reports on his decision to potentially overturn Roe v. Wade. Matt Whitlock, who is a Republican communications deputy, said if Sonia Sotomayor, who is a liberal justice, had to pack up her family and leave her home for safety because conservatives didn't like an opinion, it would get January 6th level coverage. 100% it would. Another example of the gaslighting in this country, January 6th was worse than Pearl Harbor. It was uh, equatable to 9-11. But if you are an abortion terrorist who wants to go terrorize a Supreme Court justice for making a decision that would not outlaw abortion in the entire nation, it would actually just put more power back into the hands of each individual state. If you are willing to go terrorize a Supreme Court justice, not only will you be applauded by the entire Biden administration and encouraged to continue to do that, the entire media will say, you know what, protest and rioting is just the voice of the unheard. People will continue to make excuses for you. And then if you're a right winger who does the exact same thing, guess what? You're a domestic terrorist and now you have to go to jail for the rest of your life. Congratulations. It only works one way. Now, it wasn't just the Biden administration to, who encouraged protesters to continue to peacefully protest in front of these SCOTUS's homes and the media that was covering for them. We also had the DOJ, which has been silent on abortion protests at these justices' homes, despite federal law prohibiting picket, pickets to influence case. So let me read into this just a little bit so we're all aware of what that means. The Department of Justice is remaining silent on continued protest by abortion activists outside conservative Supreme Court justices' homes, despite a federal law that makes it illegal to attempt to influence federal officials and the outcome of a court case. So what these real domestic terrorists are doing on the streets of uh, Washington, D.C. and all of our nation, actual domestic terrorism, but luckily for them, they're not conservative. Luckily for them, they're fighting for Satan and demonic activity. So of course, it's going to be applauded by our entire alphabet agencies, our government, the media, celebrities, uh, politicians, take your pick. So yeah, very fun. But good thing we have big tech that is primarily censoring the left, right? I mean, that's what Nina, our head of the Disinformation Governance Board, was telling me, which is weird. Uh, because I keep reading tweets like this one, and I don't understand why, because I was told that the left and liberals were more censored. But then when I read tweets like this one, uh, Twitter just told me that a person I reported for tweeting out Justice Kavanaugh's home address violated no policy. This comes from Paterico on Twitter. He says, I reported three such tweets today, but so far they only bothered to notify me about one. So we have Justice Kavanaugh being doxxed on Twitter. Twitter doesn't care about taking it down. I mean, if it was one of the liberal justices, they would care. Maybe that's what she means. Maybe that's what the head of the Disinformation Governance Board means when she says that liberals are more censored. She means their private information. But if you're a conservative justice and your information is leaked on Twitter, yeah, you're not going to be censored. Don't worry. You know, go ahead. Just share it everywhere, guys. Just share it everywhere. This is a great time to be alive. No gaslighting at all. I started calling them abortion terrorists. 
And I think I'm going to stick with that name because they are terrorizing people in churches. They're terrorizing mothers on Mother's Day. They're terrorizing the residents of America, Supreme Court justices in their own homes. Uh, and by the way, this is your average row supporter, too. Uh, this comes from Caroline Riley, who has since deleted this tweet. The New York Times posted the headquarters of an anti-abortion group in Madison, Wisconsin, was set on fire Sunday morning in an act of vandalism that included the attempted use of a Molotov cocktail and graffiti that read, if abortions aren't safe, then neither are you. And then our good girl Caroline, who is a pro-abortion activist, says more of this. May these people never know a moment of peace or safety until they rot in the ground. I wonder why she deleted it. Such a mystery. It's because she's actually promoting domestic terrorism and burning down uh, people's small businesses and private organizations. Don't worry, guys. Remember, gaslighting 101. It's only bad if the uh, right does it. Not that the right ever does go burn things down. That's typically a BLM or Antifa move. They're usually the ones burning down the minority-owned small businesses that they say that they're protecting. That's not really conservatives or right-wingers that are doing that. Um but in the insane levels of gaslighting that we're living through, that's our reality somehow. <sighs> I talked about how it's also politicians that are enabling this type of behavior. Remember that January 6th was an insurrection. It was a call to arms against our government. And it was a disgusting thing to see. It was horrible, right? It was just so horrible. We've never seen anything like it. Uh, but then we have Lori Lightfoot coming out and saying, to my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. So there she is, you know, rallying up her base and basically saying that uh, it's okay to enact an insurrection against her government if you don't like what they're doing. But also if you're conservative, you can't do that because it's not allowed. That's how the government works. Just can't even keep up with all of this nonsense. And again, too, we're moving on from the topic of abortion because I'm bored with it. And there's actual real issues going on in this country that we should be focusing in on, aka the baby formula shortage that is happening that is affecting new mothers across the nation. Let's get into that. Uh, but before we do, the reason why the government had to create an entire board to counter the truth about what's happening is because in reality, the majority of women are pro-life. In reality, the majority of people just want politicians who are going to speak for them and bring in good policy. They don't want these radical progressives that have taken over the Democratic Party. They don't want AOC uh, screaming in their faces about how we need to have LGBTQ plus bathrooms and this and that and be inclusive. People don't want that. They really don't. I go out on the streets of America every single day. I talk to my fellow American. People agree that the Democratic Party has gotten way out of hand. And even Bill Maher, who is typically more liberal, has had to admit that, yes, actually the truth about abortion, abortion rights, and how women feel about the issue don't seem to be properly reported in our media. Let's see what Bill Maher discovered about uh, the topic of abortion. All right, so uh, people hate talking about abortion, so let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it, but it's the big issue, and we got to do it, and this is what happened. And... You know, it's interesting because until this memo was leaked and we found out that now, unless something we very unforeseen happens, the Supreme Court is going to undo Roe versus Wade after 49 years, we haven't really been focusing on it. Or maybe I'm projecting. I guess I haven't been enough because 
I learned things this week, because this put it on the front page, that are pretty basic things that I did not know yeah. about abortion. Like in Europe, the modern countries of Europe, way more restrictive than we are, or what they're even proposing. If you are pro-choice, you would like it a lot less in Germany and Italy and France and Spain and Switzerland. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's right. Okay. Um, I, did, I learned most people who are pro-life are women. Did not know that. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that the majority of pro-life advocates are women. And I wonder why that little fact is kept silent in our media. I wonder why that specific fact is hidden from women who maybe are faced with the choice of whether or not they want to get an abortion. These women are kept in the dark. They're kept ignorant. So that way, these evil people in society continue to push these bad ideologies on them. That abortion is healthcare. That obesity is good for you. That self-love and self-care is all you need. And if you feel bad and you don't want to exercise, I mean, it's just because your body doesn't like it. So don't do it. Make sure you're comfortable as possible. Don't ever push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Just make sure you always feel happy and safe and love yourself no matter what. And if you start feeling a little bit uncomfortable in your body, you start feeling a little bit unhealthy because you're eating bad foods or, you know, you're maybe a part of the satanic temple or got an abortion or, uh, you know, have decided you're a victim and oppressed in society and feel like you can't achieve anything. Just continue to give into those emotions because if you fall into a deep, dark depression, don't worry. Big Pharma is here to give you depression medication to help you get over it. So uh, yeah, just keep going through that horrible, horrible cycle. Um, that's what our society would love women to think and believe, which is why we have to break out of that conditioning. Now, moving on from the abortion topic, moving on from the mass gaslighting that we're all living through, apparently there is a big baby formula shortage that is worsening across the nation. The baby formula shortage has reached new heights. Nearly 40% of popular baby formula brands were unavailable and out of stock at U.S. retailers during the last week of April, according to reports from USA Today, CNBC, and CNN, all of which cited data from Data Assembly. So apparently these formula shortages began to increase in November of 2021. That's a weird time frame. I wonder what happened then. And the trend was has been worsening throughout 2022. I wonder what did happen in November of 2021. That was Joe Biden's first official year in office. Uh, the supply chain issues were still really bad because of the COVID policy that he was enacting. So weird that that started then. Uh, also, you know, these articles go on to say that apparently there was a big recall in baby formulas back in February, which is why the shortage has gotten so much worse. But uh, Jen Psaki was asked about this, and this entire administration had no idea that this was even going on. This comes from CBS News. Baby formula is getting even harder to come by at retailers across the U.S. amid a nationwide shortage at, of one of the most important products for new parents. Senator Tom Cotton even calling this out, saying the Formula shortage is a national crisis, hitting poor moms and kids the hardest. The FDA needs to immediately step up, be transparent, explain how it will get production restarted, and give parents a timeline, and the Biden administration needs to take this seriously. So apparently the FDA recalled quite a few uh, baby formula products because there were certain toxins in them that were killing babies. Uh, so a lot of stuff got recalled, and then instead of 
you know, maybe this administration, the presidency or the FDA saying, okay, maybe we should um, prepare for the incoming shortages. They kind of just left the issue alone and now it exacerbated into a huge issue. I actually went to eight stores across two cities myself today. And I looked for myself to see how bad the shortage really was. I went and I talked to moms all across Texas and it's pretty bad folks. I just uploaded that video. So go check it out and let me know what you think. Jack Posobiec also making a really great point saying, target baby formula shelf. We are sending 40 billion to a far off war while our babies go hungry. No serious country would act in such a manner. And yes, just a bit of an update for you. Joe Biden is going to be selling or sending a couple more billion to Ukraine because America last. Am I right? Am I right? You know, things are bad when even CNN pundits and contributors are talking about an issue. Gabby Orr, who works for CNN, says the baby formula shortage is getting unreal. No grocery store near us had the brand we used. It is temporarily out of stock on Amazon Prime. And the generic version that is available on Amazon has a one to two month lead time. Cool, cool. So even the uh, contributors at CNN having to tell the truth because that's how bad this crisis is getting from the Daily Mail. Desperate mothers are forced to buy formula they know will make their baby sick as an unprecedented shortage leaves shelves bare and prices rocket to $120 a can due to a national recall and supply crisis. I was talking to some parents today who said that they had to pay upwards of $150 for baby formula that even on Amazon, it's been impossible to to buy this product. Many mothers saying, hey, I have twins, so I can't breastfeed both. I just don't make enough milk for the two of them. Other moms saying that their babies have sensitive stomachs and they need a specific type of formula. One mom told me her baby was constipated, need a, needed a specific type of formula, but she couldn't get that for her baby. And now her baby's just kind of, you know, starving. So that's what's going on in this country. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and send a couple bill to Ukraine, right? Great. So a little bit of an update on that front. Um, this was Jen Psaki's response. White House, FDA is working on baby formula shortage, but there's no national stockpile. That was Jen Psaki's response because everything's a joke to these people. Well, like, yeah, there's a shortage of baby formula, but like we don't have a national stockpile, silly. So like, what are we supposed to do? Basically, Jen Psaki, every day of her horrible career, which is, Thank God coming to an end. But now we have, I can't even remember her name off the top of my head, but she's basically a black LGBTQ press secretary that's going to be taking Jen Psaki's place. And I don't put black and LGBTQ first because that's what I prioritize. That's what the entire left prioritizes. And uh, that's how they've been labeling this girl. That's why I don't even know her name. Because all I keep hearing is black and LGBTQ. So... Here's your qualifications. You want to go work for the White House? You have, uh, what, like two and a half more years to either become a member of the LGBTQ community, be a minority, or even better, both, because then you'll have a job in no time. Going back to Ukraine from CNBC, just to really put the cherry on top of how much his administration hates you. Uh, Biden says U.S. will send $1.3 in additional military and economic support to Ukraine. Joe Biden authorized another $800 million security package and an additional $500 million in direct economic assistance to Ukraine. This was published to 
weeks ago. Um, it's just a headline that I wanted to read off so we could remember how much we are trying to send to Ukraine. An update on that number. It's closer to 40 uh, billion that we're trying to send over there overall. So yeah, your baby might be starving to death. Um, but the Ukrainians are really at the forefront of what this administration cares about. Remember, that Nancy Pelosi made sure to walk through Kiev in Ukraine before walking through her own district, the Tenderloin District in San Francisco, which she ruined and is now overrun with drug addicts that are using methamphetanol in the middle of the day. So, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, so much fun for me to be reporting on everything that's going on in our country. Um Let's focus in on the border here for a minute. From Bill Malusian of Fox News, he says, new and back-to-back large-scale human smuggling busts on Thursday and Friday of last week. Texas DPS stopped two big rig trucks with the assistance of U.S. Border Patrol. Both trailers had over 100 illegal immigrants being smuggled inside each of them. All were referred to Border Patrol. And here's some pictures of what we're seeing at our southern border because we don't already have enough issues that we're being slammed with. Don't forget that the border is also a big key thing. We're still being invaded as well. From another Border Patrol agent, in less than 15 hours, the Del Rio sector encountered three large groups of over 100 migrants each. Even so, these numbers are just a fraction of the overall volume our sector sees every single day. And there's a couple of those pictures of the waves and waves of illegal immigrants that are pouring into our country. Now, keep in mind that a federal judge um, tried to stop the repeal of Title 42. However, there are a lot of illegal immigrants who say, hey, we're still going to cross the border because we want to get into the country. For those of us who need a refresher, Title 42 was put in place under Donald Trump uh, to basically turn migrants back to their own country immediately due to the health protocols because of COVID and Joe Biden's administration trying to revoke that. So basically, if you cross over illegally into the U.S., uh, Customs and Border Patrol can't immediately send you back to, to your country. They're going to, you know, take you to court and then you're going to have a hearing and it's all oh, come back in a month. And then these people are never seen again. And they're basically in our country for free at that point. So the border, a big issue. Another big thing that's going on is the rising crime and theft rates. This is a video from Alexandria, Virginia, and I forgot to reformat this, so you're just going to have to watch it in a weird format. Um, but this was an eye doctor who was the victim of a smash and grab, lost almost $20,000 in products and damage. Let's watch. Go! Go! So just a little check-in on how we're doing as a country. The crime rates are surging. The border is being flooded. We don't have food on our grocery store shelves. Our elections aren't secure. Our president is a vegetable. Inflation rates and gas prices have reached record highs. And uh, Dave Chappelle got attacked on stage two. And guess what? His armed attacker isn't facing a felony charge. The only reason I bring that up is because, of course, Dave Chappelle upset that this person was allowed to come and attack him on stage. And the California district attorney is like, yeah, bro, like, it's totally cool. Like, if you want to just, like, attack people, it's totally cool. Like, don't even worry about it. Um, that's DA George Gascon of 
Los Angeles that is refusing to press any charges, no felony charges for this guy who attacked Dave Chappelle. So a uh, little recap for you guys, okay? But the gaslighting isn't done yet. We're not done yet because there was a, there's a couple more things that we've been severely gaslit about. A COVID-19, one of those things. Now, for the past two years, and I have been censored and had entire shows deleted off of YouTube for talking about how COVID-19 had a fairly low fatality rate, that it mainly affected the elderly, that it was kind of like the flu, a little bit different, that if people supplemented, they take care of their bodies and they were healthy. Maybe the lockdowns were a bit extreme, that uh, vaccines were giving people blood clots. Now, I said all these things for the past two years, and uh, I got deleted multiple times because I'm not a scientist. Well, neither is Bill Gates, but apparently he's coming out and saying the exact same thing now. And it's just truth. It's just truth. So YouTube, this isn't coming from my mouth. This is coming from the mouth of your Lord and Savior, Bill Gates. So don't censor me for this. Censor Bill Gates. Let's listen to Bill Gates' new epiphany on COVID-19. Guys, it's a whopper, okay? It's a crazy one. Let's listen. It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much uh, travel without diagnosis uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. So that was a pretty scary period right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert including the United States, nearly as fast as it needed to. Okay, so actually, Bill Gates, a lot of us were talking about this, and we did highlight how COVID wasn't this horrible virus that was ravaging the entire world that we all needed to lock down and get vaccinated for. But guess what? Those of us who had common sense in a brain were called selfish conspiracy theorists that were trying to kill everybody in the name of domestic terrorism via sneezing. But it's okay, guys. Just forget everything that the entire government and our media put us through for the past two years because now Bill Gates says, oh, well, actually, we made a little bit of a mistake, guys. It was just an accident. <laughs> Sorry. I know we willingly lied to you and knowingly lied to you and the entire government gaslit all of you guys for like two years and destroyed your lives. Oh, and also, by the way, if you got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, it for sure is going to give you blood clots. That comes from CNBC, guys, okay? Uh, their headline rates, FDA limits use of J&J's COVID-19 vaccine for adults. But, uh, you know, I know we lied to you guys about that, but just forget all of it. Just forget all of it, okay? Because we're telling you the truth now, and that's what matters. The past is in the past, okay? Forget about it. This is the present. We just got to, like, live in the moment. You know what I mean? That's our government. Those are the people who are supposed to care about our health. Getting into this uh, Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine being limited uh, for adults, apparently the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said on Thursday that it was limiting the use of the J&J vaccine for adults due to the risk of a rare blood clotting syndrome. Wow. I am floored. I just... I. I'm floored. I really am. This is the best part, too. The FDA said its analysis had determined that the risk of thrombosis af uh, with, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, thrombocytopenia syndrome after the administration of the shot warrants limiting of the authorization. Um, <laughs> it's 
just so funny to me. It's like, yeah, yeah, we forced you guys to uh, get a vaccine that was giving you blood clots. Yeah, we threatened you and forced you to get it by telling you that you couldn't work your job if you didn't. And if you have blood clots now or maybe your kid died, I just like it was just it's not our fault, guys. Like we just didn't know. I mean, we did, but, you know, like we didn't want to tell you because Big Pharma was still making billions off of it. And we just couldn't really stop that flow. You know what I mean? Like, you get it. You get it. I know your child died. I uh, know you have myocarditis for the rest of your life, but that's just the price you got to pay uh, to Daddy Big Pharma. So uh, welcome to your government. We love you. I'm being so sarcastic today, guys. I'm being so sarcastic. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I'm just so frustrated by this. I really am because so many people try to be at the forefront of this and highlight and warn people, specifically those who are trying to get their children vaccinated, that, hey, we do not know the side effects of this. This has not been thoroughly researched. It's people are having bad reactions just because the media isn't reporting on it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Uh, but now people's lives are already ruined. Just an example, too. And this is a tweet. But I am making it my life goal to make an entire documentary on vaccine adverse reactions and going and talking to people like this woman who wrote this tweet in real life. So that way people can't be like, oh, well, you can't verify that because it's just a tweet on Twitter. Okay, I'm going to go talk to them in real life then and then I'll verify it. Uh, but this woman writes, I'm vaccinated, but far too many people I know are complaining about side effects from the vaccine. Also, just an hour ago, my perfectly healthy 30-year-old friend collapsed and died of a heart attack. What the hell is going on? Uh, to that, I would respond with, you know, it's just like that That happens. It just happens. And normal, healthy, young individuals, athletes, they just get heart attacks. They just get blood clots. It's probably from steak and eggs and being out in the sun too much. So make sure you're not doing that. If you're going to the gym too much, it will probably give you heart disease and a heart attack. So that, that's probably what that could be linked to. Uh, another very interesting Twitter account is uh, covidvaccineinjuries.com. This is Arthur Grice, who is 22 years old. He was required to get vaccinated for a work visa. He died six weeks after one Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine dose. And here's a picture of what he looked like pre and post vaccine on the left you have that before COVID vaccine picture he looks young he looks healthy full of life great skin tone happy eyes and then on the right you still have those happy eyes but they're sunken in and his face looks gaunt he's lost weight he looks like he's dying and unfortunately he did succumb to his injuries so go read his story if you're interested in that uh, very sad to see that people were lied to about this and those who were trying to tell the truth to their fellow Americans were censored and silenced for trying to help our fellow man. Now, Trump thought it was a great idea to bring the owners of Johnson and Johnson on stage at his rally. And this was the response. Now, keep in mind, usually when Donald Trump brings somebody on stage, it is rampant cheers. Okay, the man has like thousands and thousands of people in attendance at every single one of his rallies. He's still very popular. So very unheard of to have this type of response. These were the owners of Johnson & Johnson at Trump's rally. Let's listen. This are some friends of mine. They wanted to say, I said, don't come tonight. Let's go another time. It's pouring. Woody Johnson, a great gentleman. You ever hear of Johnson & Johnson? He owns the place. I tell you what, this guy's got cash like nobody's got cash. Johnson & Johnson, his incredible wife, Suzanne Johnson, whose family is very, very close, and she comes from Ukraine. So she's uh, she has a little bit of a hard time with it, but she's an incredible woman. 
Another incredible woman is Summers Farkas, a person respected by everybody in New York. Okay, again, I don't know, maybe the crowd was just trying to be polite as Trump was talking, but every single time I have watched him introduce somebody at a rally, they are met with loud and thunderous applause. The owners of Johnson & Johnson, not so much. Many people very upset with Operation Warp Speed and Donald Trump continuously pushing the vaccine as well. That's one of my beefs with this administration. I don't think that he should be pushing it on the people because his base specifically doesn't like it, but this is what he is campaigning on. And I really don't know who's advising him at this point because he also endorsed Dr. Oz for Pennsylvania. He's not America first. He doesn't care about, he's actually pro-abortion. If you go look at Dr. Oz's records, he's very, very liberal. Many people confused as to why Donald Trump endorsed him over his candidate. I'm forgetting her name, but she's this amazing candidate. I was actually just reading a story about her today. Let me see if I still have it. Yes, I do. I'm so happy that I do. It's from Politico. Um, her name is Kathy Barnett. And this is, quote, ultra MAGA. Okay, so she didn't get the endorsement of Donald Trump, but she is ultra MAGA because she is defying all odds. Even Politico wrote in their article that this woman, they don't even know how she's this ahead in the polls and how she's doing so well. She's doing so well because she's populist. The people like her. The people like what she stands for. She's pro-life. She's pro-2A. She's pro-America. She's everything that Dr. Oz isn't. And that's why the people like her. So there's this new ultra MAGA theme going on. On now where it's like, okay, Dr. Oz got the endorsement of President Trump. We're going to show President Trump what the people actually want and go full in for Kathy Barnett. So she's doing great right now. If you're in Pennsylvania, keep your eye on her uh, because this is who Donald Trump endorsed for some reason. Many people questioning why. Um, I was also seeing a lot of reporting coming out of this rally. This was this past weekend when Dr. Oz walked on stage. Again, no thunderous applause. People straight up turned their backs to Dr. Oz when he walked on stage because people do not like him. And this is just an excerpt of his speech. This should be enough to explain this candidate. President Trump endorsed me because he said I was smart, tough, and I will never let you down. Yeah, I'm smart, but am I tough? That's the question. He knew it because he checked it out. He did his homework. He wrote that announcement himself because I am smart because I'm tough as nails and I will never let you down. God bless you, Pennsylvania. What? Yeah, I'm smart and I'm tough and I got elected because I'm tough and I'm smart. And, and if I wasn't smart, then I wouldn't be tough. And if I wasn't tough, then I wouldn't be smart. What? The, yeah. Anyways, that's Dr. Oz. So uh, if you're in Pennsylvania... Keep a close eye on that race and don't fall for any candidate that is Trump endorsed. Make sure you are doing your own research. My entire life goal is to encourage my fellow Americans to do their own research. It's why I don't like being called an influencer. It's actually an insult to me because I don't want to influence anybody. Are people influenced by my reporting? I'm sure in some way, shape, or form. I hope they're influenced to do their own research into the topics that I am reporting on and understand the topics more deeply via their own brain. Because the entire problem with society today is that we have Donald Trump endorsed candidate. Okay, we're going to vote for him, even though we have done no research behind it. Okay, this influencer told me to follow this, so I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do my own research into it. No, even with me, don't just blindly listen to what I have to say. If you think that I'm wrong on something or if you think I'm really right on something, 
still do your own research on it, please. I am begging everybody in this audience, unlike the mainstream media, I'm not going to pretend to be the ultimate arbiter of truth and everything that I say is true and nothing I say is false and you have to listen to me and nothing else, you know, don't think for yourself, nothing else you read is true. No, I'm the complete opposite of the mainstream media. Go do your own research. Stop listening to me. If anything, I would prefer it if everybody instead of listening to influencers and talk show hosts would actually go out and maybe read a couple articles on their own. I know not many people have enough time in the day to do that, which is why they listen to various people. But even with a topic, you think, uh, you know, okay, I like this person. I like that opinion. Still go do your own research. Now that I'm done with the tangent, uh, another very interesting headline that's been coming out. Federal judge reduced Ghislaine Maxwell's sentence by 10 years. A federal judge ruled on Friday to deny Ghislaine Maxwell's request to overturn her sex trafficking convictions, but did reduce her max sentence time by 10 years. The judge said the argument in the argument that there was a lack of evidence in her conviction was false. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It goes on to talk about all the counts that she was charged with. But for some reason, uh, yeah, it's okay to traffic children in this company. Your judge will just give you 10 years off your sentence. Jack Posobiec also tweeted this out because many people were asking, okay, why is it that certain trials are publicized and live streamed and others aren't? Jack Posobiec saying, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trials on TV because it is in state court, whereas Ghislaine Maxwell trial is not on TV because it's federal, which has never been televised, but they should be. Show everything, no more secrecy, SCOTUS too, which I 100% agree with. And again, like I said earlier in this show, why do we not have a list of the people who were buying children for sexual favors from Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein? Why is that still not the number one story? And why is everybody in this country not up in arms that not only did this evil woman get her sentence reduced, but we still have no names of the people involved with child sex trafficking? Really speaks to the times, don't you think? The targeting of our children and their innocence is something that we all need to defend and protect. Which is why Ron DeSantis is one of my favorite politicians, because he takes a very hardline stance on this issue. He says, you're not going to indoctrinate our children. You're not going to target our children. And if you don't like it, get out of Florida. I absolutely love the hardline stance because we see a lot of teachers. This is a fourth grade teacher I'm about to play a video of. And keep in mind, fourth graders are nine to 10 years old. This is who is teaching your children here in America, not teaching, indoctrinating. Let's listen. My kids from last year are now in fifth grade and they come visit me almost every day after school. And a lot of them are queer because I am queer. And so, and they figured it out. And so I've become their safe space. And today they found my guess who. And they started playing guess who, but they didn't play it the normal way. How did they play it? They use things like, this person looks like a lesbian baddie who's going to come over and make you dinner. Well, which one of these characters is going to be, is a lesbian baddie that's going to over and make you dinner? Oh, Olivia is? Oh, great. Um, which... Okay, that's enough of that. But anyways, this teacher says that her students are queer because she is, which again is another great example of how easy it is to manipulate and indoctrinate children. And I was thinking about this and I don't know why nobody has made this analogy or argument before. Think about the fact that we have laws in place 
regarding uh, targeting children with advertising, right? Advertisers cannot uh, target children. I think that they have certain laws that they have to adhere to because people know that children are an easy target. If we have laws in place for advertising targeted toward children, then why is it okay for teachers to just come into the classroom and indoctrinate our kids and tell them that they're gay? It's very proven and a reliable fact that it's easy to influence kids, that kids are going to start following who they look up to. If that's the teacher that they're spending eight day, eight, eight hours a day with, five days a week, and that teacher every single day is like, are you queer? Are you sure? Are you gay? Are you lesbian? Are you bi? Because I am. You like me? I like you. Why don't, why don't you be like me? Maybe we're both queer. Your kid's hearing that every single day and then they're like, okay, well, maybe I am. Uh, good news to come out of this though. That teacher has since been put on administrative leave. And another headline coming out of Florida too, this queer teacher was fired for trying to teach her students about sexuality. So great moves on that front. I'm glad that these teachers are being exposed. I'm glad that they are being fired fire all of them. They should not be teaching children about sexuality or the LGBTQ propaganda. They should be teaching kids the basics of life, okay? We should be teaching children how to become future engineers, how to capitalize on the talents that they have. I've said this so many times that if we took every child in school and started to form curriculum around what they're they're talented in and what they're strong in and what they're good at. If they liked writing and reading, focus in on that with them. If they're good at music, focus in on that with them. Our entire society would look vastly different, vastly different. Now we're going to end the show with this amazing clip because I hit you with a lot of uh, gaslighting black pills today, but it's not all bad. We are making huge gains in society and things are moving in a positive direction. And I want to end the show with this clip because it's my absolute favorite. This is Chet Hanks, who is the founder of White Boy Summer, being asked if there are any marginalized communities that he wants to apologize to. This is my favorite energy, and this is the energy that I have all day, every day. Uh, check out this amazing video of Chet Hanks. Are there any marginalized communities you want to apologize to? I don't know, maybe the Patois community? I don't feel like I've truly done anything offensive, so. You don't see it as cultural appropriation. You see it as like a celebration of culture. Mm -hmm. And then it's like social justice warriors can like go kick rocks. Yeah. 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 No comment. Got it. No, I mean, I 100% I agree. Social justice warriors can kick rocks. Mm. When I tell you this is the best clip I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so this interviewer, um, Zeewee on TikTok, okay, she's sitting there with like trying to make it awkward to see if he'll like stutter and be like, okay, no, I actually, I, I do apologize. But Chet Hanks goes, yeah, no, I am not apologizing to anyone. She's like, no comment. And he's like, no, I didn't say no comment. I said, go kick rocks, social justice warriors. And if that is not 1000% the energy we all need to be having every single day towards all of these body positivity, pro-abortion, psychopathic people in our government, in our society, in our schools that are constantly trying to push these ideologies and these mindsets that are very, very toxic to us, I don't know what it is. Oh my gosh, that clip is just absolutely incredible. I freaking love it so much. It's just everything about this whole entire clip is just chef's kiss, okay? Her reaction 
how annoyed she looks, his whole entire demeanor of like, I don't care. And my favorite part about this clip is that it blew up. And so many people are like, that's actually hilarious. And that's how the majority of America feels. So if you ever think that you're alone or you're being mean when you tell someone, no, I'm not going to apologize because I haven't done anything wrong. You're not the mean one. You're actually doing them a service, but not feeding into their mental illness. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Please remember you can find the show on Rumble and Odyssey because I do get banned here a lot on YouTube. And also please do leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. Help us grow in the charts. And um, go follow me on Truth Social at Sav Says. I've been posting a lot of stuff over there because I don't get censored. I don't get banned. It's essentially my new Twitter. So go check out Sav Says on Truth Social. I uh, post a lot of fun stuff over there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.